today we're going to talk about stories, and we're going to talk about life, and how our life is going to be a story one day. And so uh, today, yeah, we want to start off by, um, you know, when, when we think of the season we're in, COVID-19 season, right, at some point, this is, it's COVID-19 is only going to be a story that is told, right? And so I guess the question we want to ask today as we start off the message is this, when the story of COVID-19 is told, what story do you want told of you? Definitely. It's such an interesting time. I was thinking about this the last couple of weeks, and we've had some good conversations on this because we constantly have to reevaluate, you know, in some ways um, as parents, what our kids are going to say even about this and not only what is going to be said as we have been trying to transition through this. Um, some kids and, and even us as adults, sometimes we can transition and even have a hard time through it because we're trying to adjust in the uncertainty but uh, we've been talking about it, and it's like, I wonder what our kids are going to say 10 years down the road of being able to say, remember, Mom and Dad, we did this, um, and what they're going to take from it. And some of it might be some stuff that's like, yeah, I remember Mom and Dad maybe had an off day, or I remember um, us doing puzzles, or us having a lot of quality time and, and dinners and lunches together. Um, but it is it has been kind of tricky. It has been, but... Um, it's always good to always look forward and say, you know, what is going to be said? Um, what is going to be part of that story of COVID-19, of me, of you, of our, our family, um, and, and the people that we influence and are in contact with? So. Right. Yeah, in fact, this last week, um, our kids, they, um, they started being looking a little, uh, I guess, nostalgic, thinking about the past, and <laughs> they pulled out these, uh, Sincerity has this box of pictures for our kids. And yeah, I, have a, I have a box for each kid. And I was better, so I have four. The oldest is um, 13, going on 14, um, possibly 17 next week. But um, we have these boxes, and every year, as part of a, a gift to the kid, they were always blessed with uh, great friends and family that would always give them a lot of gifts. And one of the things I wanted to do, um, and Eric wanted to do, is we want to be able to give our kids memories and stories. And attached with that was every year um, for my son's first birthday, I said, you know, I'm going to print out instead of them staying on my phone or staying in our library and I, I photo library, I wanted to print out my favorite photos of the year. So from birth to one, and that would be my gift to the kid so that he can actually say I have actual photos that are not stuck on a, on a zip drive or anything anywhere. So we, we created these boxes for each kid, and inside are hundreds and hundreds of photos from, um, like I said, from birth to one, and then every year on year from one, from going from one year, from baby one to two, um, we would do the same thing. So every year we just keep adding to the box. So uh, yeah, so as much as I did this for them, I also love it because I can actually go through this, but my kids started pulling out their boxes, and they started looking through these photos, and it was it was really fun to be able to be in the kitchen and just uh, hear our second one, Sayla. Uh, hi, Sayla. She, uh, she was in her box, and she you could just hear giggles and really big laughs, and, uh, and I just love that she was just experiencing them. But not only that she was looking at these photos of us doing things together, there's a story behind all of them. And I can probably tell her every, um, every place that these things have happened. And I don't have the greatest memory, um, but there's a story behind every one of these photos. 
Um, and so it's pretty, it's pretty cool. And then when they start seeing their siblings on their photos, even better because it's about doing it together. It's not just them, them by themselves. And so it's been kind of cool to be able to, to look through them also. Now our fourth, uh, she, her box isn't as full because I kind of dropped the ball a little bit, but I have the time to do it now. So we will continue doing that. <laughs> new, new goal. Yeah. So that, that's the first, that's since Harry's first Mother's Day, right? Little yeah. baby Joaquin. So cute. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, they're going through the pictures, and you can hear them laughing and talking about these memories, right? And as we're talking, it just reminds us that at some point, everything we've, the decisions we choose, the decisions we make, um, they are, one day can just be a memory, it just can be a story that others will tell of us, right? And the same for this season, uh, COVID-19, uh, they're gonna, it's going to just be a story that is told. And I don't know about you, but I, I want that story to be a great story. Yeah. And the only way it's great is by us choosing to make it great, right? Because what we repeatedly say and what we repeatedly do is an indication of the story that will be told of us, yeah. right? So if we're, I don't know, very life-giving people and we love people and we care for people, we reach out to people, there's, it's a good indication that at the end of our lives and, and even in the coming years, we'll look back and say that person during that season was very life-giving. Mm-hmm. And if we're maybe a little angry and maybe a little fearful, maybe um, anti-people, you know, all that, whatever – uh, anti-government, whatever it is in this season, that whatever we're, we're saying and repeatedly doing, it's a good indication that that's what people are to remember of us. Oh, I remember COVID-19 because they were like this or they did this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, hey, this, this, this story's not over yet. So whether it's good or bad, there's still time to change that, right? Because yeah. I think of, um, you know, in life, all, every single one of us, we want good things, right? Nobody wakes up and says, man, I hope today sucks. I hope today's horrible. Um, I can't wait until I destroy my marriage. I can't wait until I get so far into debt that I go bankrupt. Nobody wakes up and says, I want to destroy everything about my life with choices, right? So we make these choices by saying um, what I'm saying, what I'm doing are indications of of the story I'm telling. And so it's important we pay attention to those those things that, um, that we say and that we do. Because uh, at the end of the day, it'll, it'll be a story. And just like our pictures, the memories that we have, uh, those are stories, right? How we treated them, what we did with them. And uh, what's, what's always interesting about, um, you know, gifts and Christmas is they typically don't remember the gift, but they always remember how they felt. Yeah. And they usually remember the, uh, the events around it, right? The family, the, uh, the heart. The heart. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's us being intentional, saying how can we, how can we write a really good story with our life, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, so you read a scripture in Second Timothy? Uh, yes, definitely. I read a scripture in Second Timothy that um, kind of jumped out at me, and, and I love it. It's Second Timothy one five, and um, it's really it's really cool because it says, "I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives." And I am persuaded now lives in you also. So that sincere faith, and I love that because it's it's like a. This was Paul speaking to Timothy, just reminding him because of his grandmother and because of his mother, that sincere faith was passed on. And it was in Timothy already. And I just love that because sometimes we forget what we're doing today, how we live our lives today, our faith, our lack of faith in some ways, how we, um, how we speak, our attitudes, our, um, you know, just even our presence, how, how we are with people, our heart it's going to be passed on to generation to generation. And so I think that is just a powerful little reminder there that says, Lois, your mother, and, and Lois, your grandmother, and your mother Eunice, were, they, they had sincere faith. Yeah. And sincere is a good word. Very good word. <laughs> <laughs> they had sincere faith. What's sincerity? She's very sincere. It goes with her name. 
And but it's a story that was told, right? So so Paul is saying Timothy, because uh, sometimes you need reminders. Like mm-hmm. in your life, there's yeah. been examples. Don't forget the life they lived, right? It, yeah. It's passed on, and our stories are told. And Timothy is saying, hey, if you want to know the story of your grandmother and your mother, it's because they lived with sincere faith, mm-hmm. right? They they made a decision to live in such a way that had an impact. Yeah. Um, I know for us, we're both very grateful. My my kids, they can be very grateful because they have an inheritance from their grandmothers, right? Mm-hmm. So both our moms, uh, they they set that example. Of, of saying we put God first. We're going to be fear, yeah. uh, God-fearing women and say that for our family and yeah. it's, uh, they pass it on. Definitely, so, definitely. Yeah, so it'll be a story that's told. Your, your actions, your word will be a story. You know, I think of other stories in the Bible. Uh, there's some throughout history that are really good and there's some that are really bad. Uh, in this case, that's a good story, right? Uh, but in the, if we look in the, right in the beginning of scriptures in Genesis, the first family, uh, they demonstrate for us how not to do things right mm-hmm. off the bat, right? And their story is told of, of how they, they messed up, right? And uh, th- that God says, don't, here's the parameters, right? Live within this garden. You can eat any tree you want. Just don't eat this one tree. And what do they do? They go for the, 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 tr- the tree that they're not supposed to eat from. And so um, they, they lose it. And then the next story is their kids, right? They inherit, they inherit that. And they, they begin the same thing. And Cain, uh, he kills his brother Abel. Right? And it's a story that is told because of a decision made out of desire, made out of anger, made out of an emotion, right? and, and they, they, they mess it all up. And then um, we look at good stories like Joseph. In Genesis, you know, the this, this, this story continues on. Joseph, he's a great example of all these different characters showing up in his story, and he still makes the right decision. Even when it would be easy to make the wrong decision, and in some cases, maybe nobody ever ever know, he still made the right decision. Um, and, and that's a great story. If you want to go read that, that's in Genesis, I think, 39. Uh, just a great story of Joseph, how he, he, he was uh, intentional with his life. And in fact, in Galatians, one of the scriptures I love when it comes to stories, when it comes to our lives, Galatians 6, 9 says that, it says, so let us not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. In this season, COVID-19, right, don't get tired of doing what is good. It's very easy to relax. It's very easy to just to say, you know, when this is all over, then I'll start again. Mm-hmm. You know, when everything starts working again, then I'll, I'll start working again mm-hmm. or whatever that is. Um, I think now is a season we have to say, hey, let us not get tired in doing good. Mm-hmm. Because if we, if we don't give up, there's a promise that says we'll reap a blessing, yeah. a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Yeah. I think it's interesting because there was a lot of unknowns in the fact that when we started this whole COVID-19 area, we just thought, okay, well, maybe some of us might have thought like it's just going to be in a month or it's like, so, you know, we come home, we get used to our environment. Maybe some of us had had to adjust in where we work, how we live, um, even just being together in the, in the quarters that we live in. Um, but we've had a month, we had a whole month of us basically being at home a little over than a month. And then we went into May and then we heard, oh, we got to do this again, you know? And so it's the adjustment. And then it's also, I, I'm one of those persons that I'm like saying, what's working, what's not What's working and what's not working? And um, in the in the working, I said, I think this is working. This is working well. And I think there's other things that I'm like, this probably needs some attention or we can we can do better at this. And it's easy to say, okay, well, in April, we just didn't know what was going to go on. So it was easy to just like, you know, stay up later and have this schedule of and maybe just eating this snack. And we just got into maybe some bad habits. And, um, and our desire was like, I didn't know it was going to be this long. Our desire was I didn't want it to get like this. But we have another month, guys. We have another month of doing this. And we still don't know how long. It's, again, a lot of uncertainty. But in that uncertainty, I think we have to be very intentional of saying, okay, last month was last month. Here's a new month. Um, even though we're already a week into it, 
we still have time to kind of just reevaluate and say, you know what? There, my desire was maybe when I first started this was I needed to do a couple of things or I needed some, some goals or I have some stuff. And so it's to actually reevaluate those things and say, okay, well, I have the rest of this month. What needs to happen um, in my heart, in my mind, in all of this? Because it's been tough. It's been an adjustment for some of us more than others. Um, and, and then uh, think for her, forward, you know? Yeah, and for her socially, right? For mm-hmm. others mentally, for others relationally, right? It's just a lot of different challenges that come with it. Yeah. But it reminds me of like the running joke, you know, it's like at the beginning of COVID, my goal was to lose 10 pounds, mm-hmm. right? And there, now it's, it, you know, good news is I only have 20 to go. It's like, yeah, we gained some weight and <laughs> that's kind of the running joke, right? A lot of people have, have let it get away a little bit because yeah. it's easy to eat ice cream at night. It's easy to stay up late. It's easy to get in some bad habits, Didn't right? watch Netflix. Yeah. Definitely. And just, and so <laughs> it's easy to do that. And our challenge with this, we understand that. And, and so we're saying let's push against that. Let's not get tired of doing what is good. Yeah. Not what is easy, right? Not what is comfortable, not what is feels good, but what is what is good. What is the good thing to do mm-hmm. in these things? Because then it, it's because um, – I guess scripture talks about how a wise person understands that life is connected, right? My action will produce something in the future. My choices today are going to impact my results tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Now, a foolish person doesn't believe life is connected, and they think it doesn't matter what I do today. One day I'll have whatever I want. Yeah. And too many people sit and wait for life just to happen and show up. And I think it's because the desire to have good is not enough. We have to actually have action to go with mm-hmm. that, right? In fact, we were talking about you know, just um, what this looks like. And one of the words sincerity said, you know, one of the words that my mom talked me about was sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And that's a key word. It is. It's definitely one of those words. So I'm the last of eight kids. And um, so that's a lot of kids. I have four. And I think I don't know how my mom and my dad did it because um, it was a partnership in that. And then also siblings. And so um, some of my siblings probably adopted the mother role in some ways, too. So. There we go. That's good. But it was a teamwork kind of thing. But I think one of the things I've learned um, as a mom and and also seeing what, what my mom has um, has sacrificed. She 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 did a lot of sacrifice in her in those years. So there's there's five kids waited six years and had another three, and the last two were twins. And so and I was the last of those twins. And so there's a lot of time in there. But I know one of the things my mom um, was very. I didn't really understand it until becoming a mom. My mom would say that everything has a cost. Everything she did had a cost. Everything in life has a cost. And majority of it is just sacrifice. And, um, you know, it's easy as a mom. I'm a stay-at-home mom still. The, the Well, it's changed a little bit now that I would say that last one was in school full-time. Now they're at home all the time. And so there's been some sacrifices made. But one of the things is I have to learn as a mother that sometimes – um, that even though it's hard, the sacrifices are going to pay off. And, and I have to look at sometimes the people before me. You know, I see my mom and I say, wow, like, we all turned out pretty good. Like, I'm not, I'm not boasting or anything, but I know it's not for nothing. It wasn't for anything, but for the sacrifice of my parents. My dad worked really hard um, for my mom to be home and, and invest into us. And, um, and so I see those, and, and I love that. There was that sacrifice so that I know that worked. You know, I need to know, I need to know that worked. And so I have to give myself those reminders too that that's a, that's a it's a big word um, because it takes a lot of action. It takes a lot of action, but the other thing, it's a big word, but the other thing, it's, it's going to pay off. Yeah, it is. And sacrifice is huge. In fact, I, th- I think you said last night is everything we have today mm-hmm. 
is a result because of somebody else's sacrifice yesterday, right? Yeah. The things that we have today, we're standing upon other people's shoulders. Yeah. It's a result of somebody else's sacrifice in the past. So that, that's your family, uh, whatever it is, in your marriage, in your, in your finances, at school, right? If you're getting good grades, if you are doing well, it's because of a sacrifice you made at some point. Yeah. And if you want to have healthy things in the future, you have to begin to sacrifice today, right? And so like she said, the sacrifice she's making today Tomorrow will have an impact on our kids. Today's sacrifice, tomorrow's sacrifice will have an impact on the future of the next generation, which is so, so important. And so even in that, we're teasing because we're talking about in this message, how do you live on the other side of if? Mm-hmm. And if is in sacrifice, right? It's right in the middle. Right in the middle. And so <laughs> if you sacrifice, you can see some great results. Mm-hmm. And so let me just read some if, if statements in the scriptures, right? So we talked about the story in the beginning, Genesis 2, 16. Uh, God is telling Adam and Eve, right? Uh, he actually, he's telling Adam, he said, he placed the man in the middle of the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord warned him and said, you may freely eat from the fruit of the tree of the, gar- of the, eat of the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure, you are surely to die. Um, notice what that word, that key word there is if, right? Mm-hmm. If you eat its fruit, you will surely die. Yeah. You'll have relations, relational death and eventually a physical death because of that. And so he says, if you do this, it's a warning, you're going to get bad results. And then go to the next story, Adam and Cain and Abel, right? Cain and Abel make sacrifices. God accepts Abel's, but he rejects Cain's, and that's a whole different message. I think it's one you should go read about because it's important. But eventually, essentially, Cain gets really angry, right, because the Lord accepted Abel's and not his. Mm -hmm. And it said that this made Cain very angry, and he looked dejected. So he was in a situation that he didn't want, he didn't like, um, and because of the results that were happening to him, anger began to well up. Maybe that's some of you in in, in this season, right? There's some anger there because you can't control things. Uh, because things aren't going the way you want him to. Well, God shows up and talks to, to uh, Cain, and he says this. He says, why are, you so, um, why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You'll be accepted if you, if you do what is right, right? So he say he want to have this conversation. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Why? Because sin, like a lion or like a tiger that's about to, to pounce, it's crouching at your door. It's eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master's. Masters. You must rule over it, right? So he's telling him, Cain, if, if you do what's right, you'll get good results. But if you don't, you're going to have negative results. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, Cain rejects the conversation with God, takes it into his own hands, and let, let, lets anger be the driving force of his decisions. And so he messes that up. Um, we can say it like this, to live on, what does it look like to live on the other side of if? Mm-hmm. You know, if we say if, right? The, the, the idea of if. We understand that if we do these things, we get these results, right? But too many times we want really good results, but we're not willing to talk about the if. What are those ifs that we have to talk about, right? What, is it, what does it look like to live a life that is connected, a, a, a life of wisdom, saying, if I do this, here's the results. And so the question is, what is the other side of if going to look like? And if you're going to live on that side in a positive way, we need to be able to ask that question, right? Definitely. And I think that's like real keys. Like we said, the, the, even just the word if is in the word sacrifice. What are the things that we, we need to do so that we can live on the other side of if? You know, what are the things we need to sacrifice so we can live in the good of what God wants us, the, the, the life-giving um, good life that God has for us, you know? And so definitely, I just, I think that's just so powerful, even just the if in the, in the word sacrifice, you know? Yeah. And and we said in the beginning, nobody intends to mess up their life, right? Nobody intends to have a a horrible marriage. But if you're a jerk, you can expect to have a horrible marriage, Mm -hmm. right? Nobody intends to have bad grades. If you don't do your homework, you can expect bad grades, right? 
Nobody intends to, to be a horrible employee or employer or, or to lose their job or to lose their company. But if you don't do the right things, you can expect all those outcomes to come, right? And in some cases, I get it. Sometimes, like in this season, you know, some, some people maybe have lost jobs, maybe have lost companies, whatever's going on because of this season. So the story now is, the question now is, what story do you want to be told even in the middle of all the negative circumstances? Because even when all the bad happens, you can still do something good. This is why I love the story of Joseph so much. All this bad happened to him, and he still made the right decision. Yeah. He got sold into slavery by his brothers, right? They pretended to kill him, and they sold him into slavery. That's a lot worse than COVID-19 for, for most people right now. Maybe there's some that are having that kind of experience. But despite those circumstances, Joseph still made a decision to do what was right. In fact, he's doing so good that uh, one of the leaders in, in Egypt puts him in charge of his whole household. And he, and he says, do everything. And his wife then comes and finds him attractive and wants to sleep with him. And what does Joseph do? He says no. But what was great about that story is Joseph actually has this conversation. Like he's talking out loud, like to tell or remind himself, like, hey, lady, uh, your husband is giving me in charge of everything. I don't want to blow it here. And he talks himself out of it and eventually leaves. And anyways, read the story. It's a great story. And I think that's the key to a lot of this is we have to learn to talk it through. Mm-hmm. So Galatians 6, 9, let's read it one more time. Why don't you read that for us? Definitely. It says, so let us not get tired of doing what is good and just the right, at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. If we don't give up. If we don't give up. Life is connected, right? Uh, we have to be able to say, what is actions? So how do we live on the other side of if? Mm-hmm. How do you live on the other side of if? How do I? I would say it like this. Um, if, if you answer the if question, that'll begin to show you what you need to do, right? If you did blank, you can expect blank. So this week, um, I don't know, if we want to have a... So um, when it comes to life and goals, right? So tomorrow is our anniversary. We celebrate 18 years. 18 years. Yeah, and one of our goals as a couple is that when our kids move out of the house, we'll love each other more than when we first got married. Well, we'll still like each other. Still like each other. Yeah, loving, <laughs> loving is good, but we'll yeah. like each other more. We'll enjoy each other more than we did in the beginning. Yeah. Can I tell you, that's just not just going to happen. Like, we desire that. We hope that happens, but it's not going to happen in an accident. Yeah. It takes some intentional work. It definitely. It takes investment. It takes, um, it takes you know, conscious planning in some ways in, in, in that. But like Eric said, like that question, if I, we did blank, we can expect this. So we have to put the action into it. We have to put the time. We have to put the money in it. Maybe it's date nights or whatever on that. Um, it's just having that quality time. And not only that, what is important in our home will actually be shown through. And so our kids actually push us out the door for date nights. They're like, when are you guys going on date night? <laughs> not because they think we need it, because they want a break from us. And the other part of it is because they just enjoy being able to have their time that they know mom and dad is how we are healthier family if we're healthier. You know, and so um, I always tease, I always tell our kids, we were before you guys, you know, so we understand that there, that means that we have to continue investing into the relationship and stuff. But that's all around. It maybe, it, maybe it's a marriage. Maybe it's in your personal life. Maybe it's physical goals. Maybe it's um, with, your, with your business. Or maybe it's with um, just relationally, you know, with finances. friends, finances, all of it around. This question, if I do blank, I will expect this. It's going to take action. And this is good or bad, right? There's positive or negative that comes with that. Yeah. If you do these things, you can expect these things. Now I would say, you know, how do you, how do you live on the other side of if? You ask that question. You act on the positive. You do not act on the negative. Mm-hmm. Too many think, well, I can just do this. For example, um, right now in the season of, of COVID, it's very easy to eat unhealthy, right? Mm-hmm. But if you will talk yourself through it, 
right? Like, like Joseph did. If you actually say, if I eat this, I can expect this outcome. Mm-hmm. If I give in to this thing, I can expect that outcome. Mm-hmm. And that could be positive or negative, right? There's right. some healthy things we can eat, Definitely. and we can expect some health. Right. We can go for a walk. She goes on her uh, walks every, uh, weekly. Um, more for her, she does a sanity walk, right? It's more for just to get away and get out. And, mm-hmm. But it's exercise, right? Mm-hmm. If you do that, you can expect some healthy outcomes, mm-hmm. right? And if you don't, you can expect some unhealthy outcomes. So how do we live on the other side of it? If, I would say you have to say it, mm-hmm. right? You have to say it. Um, you, you, have to, you have to actually recognize what it is and then begin to state it and be able to share it, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I think the steps is we understand there's actions that have to go, but before the action has to come a statement, right? Because mm-hmm. our life follows our words, yeah. right? And it, uh, that statement has to lead to belief, which eventually will lead to action. Too many of us try to start with the action first yeah. without the actual understanding what it is yeah. we're doing. Definitely. I think that's super important because it's easy to self-doubt ourselves. You know, we can wake up immediately and say, all right, another day. And we start off with an attitude of saying, kind of defeated already. And so I think the one thing is that we might need to start off the day with a better um, declarations or proclamations for a day. And I think this is super important because I do self-doubt myself a little bit more as um, as a person, as a wife, as a, a mother, um, and just as an individual. But one of the things is I need to also be able to start my day if it's um, reading God's word and being able to just, you know, what I call recharge myself, my spiritual self. But the other thing is we, we need to be able to maybe um, say things that help us through the day. And so um, instead of I, I tend to go more on the negative side, but um, I saw something on, um, on a message this last week, and I thought it was super, super powerful. And I think one of the things is maybe we need to write things out. And, and, and maybe this might be a challenge for you. Uh, write things out of proclamations so that we can say it daily. Um, and, and this might be different for every person. Maybe there's something that you say, that doesn't really resonate with me. That's maybe something that I don't necessarily, um, not, it's not struggle with, but I don't need to necessarily proclaim in, in my life or declare over my life. But maybe there's other things, you know? Yeah. And so uh, one of the things I think is really cool, and, and this might be something, like I said, you can adopt or you can change to make us your own. But I think maybe if we were to wake up in the morning and have a, either, either it be on our phone or a paper and, and we, we wake up and, and, and just say, thank you, God, for another day. And, you know, thank him for the air in our lungs and for health and all of that. And then say, I am blessed. I am prosperous. I am successful. I am talented, I am creative, I am healthy, I am happy, I am positive, I am passionate, I am strong, I am confident, I am secure, I am valuable, I am forgiven, I am free, I am prepared, I am qualified, I am focused, I am disciplined, I am determined, I am patient, I am kind, I am equipped, I am needed, I am empowered, and I am a child of the Most High. I think I don't, my voice doesn't crack, I'm starting to learn to be okay with my voice cracking because in the weakness, I know that God gives me strength in it. And so 
some of these resonate a little bit stronger for me because I need to start believing them. And so for me to be able to declare them in the morning might be hard. Excuse me. It might be hard, but I need to start believing them. Like Eric said, we have to say them so that we start believing in them, so that we start living in it, you know, in it. And then also just the last one, I am a child of the Most High. We don't understand how how important that is. He's given us favor. I think when I think about my mom, I think about our lives, I think about stories. God has given us so much favor, even just that word favor. Um, and he's blessed our lives in so much. And sometimes we forget about that and we don't we don't praise him enough or give him, you know, enough shout outs for that. And so I think to be able to have these proclamations or something to say, I need to say these things so that I can start understanding who God created me as an individual so that I can live like it, so that I can live with passion and be more life-giving and then be able to impact the world. And so, sorry, preaching. <laughs> <laughs> go, go for it. No, it's good. I would add this. Maybe if this is the only thing you declare this week. Yeah. And, and since Harry texted me last night, and I think it's so true, is maybe add this. I am essential. Mm-hmm. Right? In this season where we're like, who's essential, who's not essential, you're essential in somebody's life. Yeah. You are essential. Your job might not be essential, but you are essential, right? Whatever your roles are at work, those are not, might not be needed so much right now, but you are essential. And uh, it's important to know that. Like, yeah. you're essential. Essential. Yeah, I'm like, essential. For our kids, for me, for others. Uh, there's somebody in this world that you're essential to. And you have to understand that. And it's like she's saying, when we declare this, when we say these, it's a reminder to ourselves. It's a reminder to others, right, that we have value, that there's something that um, that God wants to do in our lives. Yeah. And so we invite him and say, God, help remind me yeah. of this, right? Yeah. And we do this on a daily basis. You declare it, you say it. It helps bring clarity yeah. and perspective. And it, and it really keeps your, your actions in check because if you're saying, I am healthy, and the first thing you do is get up and you are not – living healthy you're going to be realizing like you know what i'm saying these things but i'm not acting like it you know i'm healthy or i am a qualified and you get up to do maybe you've lost your job and you have to go do a new job interview and you're saying i'm qualified every morning but yet you go and you are not very secure in that statement but we have to be able to you know we've had one month and it's gone, but we have another month and we say, you know, what if we woke up with different proclamations for this month or for our days so that it looks different when we get out of here? We should all be different in so many ways when we get out of this COVID-19 season. We look at each other and we say, yes, we missed you socially. We, we, we've been in that different, but we're different individuals because we need to be able to speak things um, and declare things every morning that changes our actions and, and start great habits. Yeah. Start great habits. We learn to say it. Yeah. This past week, just this last week alone, I had uh, three different conversations with people about relationship challenges. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they talked, talked it out, and they, and we 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 talked together about things, they said that helped so much. Just the the fact that they were actually saying it and speaking what was going on, it reminded them of what they were doing that was positive, what they were not doing, uh, that what they were not doing that they should be doing. When we speak it out and we say it, it begins to, to help us to know, align our actions with the right things because it helps us remember life is connected. What you say, what you do is an indication of what story is going to be told of you, right? So here's our challenge for today. Mm-hmm. What's our challenge? Our challenge is to speak your story. Um, your story follows your words. So whatever you're saying, that's going to be your story. And so 
maybe it's that. Maybe you need to get a couple post-it notes and put them. My mom is really great at this. I'll go to her house. She has constant reminders of maybe it's to-do list things that she needs to do during the week. Or maybe she just has a scripture up there. Or maybe it's just a word. Um, but or it's if, your declaration. Yeah, it's your declarations and being able to say, okay, I'm going to put these things up so that they're, they're life words that you put in your in your story. We need more life words in our stories, definitely. And so, and you need to remind yourself of that. You know, this is why Sundays are so important. It helps us to keep some um, routine in our week where we start off by saying, God, we, we need your help. We want your help. We invite your help to, to come into our life. And it's a reminder, right, of saying, hey, don't forget who you are. Don't forget who you are. Don't forget you're not alone, right? We declare the song, right? There's another in the fire, mm-hmm. uh, that he's with us. Whenever we face difficulties, he's there, right? When you remember, memorize scriptures, when you declare scriptures, when you uh, proclaim these, these declarations over your life, you're reminding yourself of who you are. You're reminding yourself of why you're here. You're reminding of what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. When we do this consistently, it's going to help you to align your actions with what you're actually saying and speaking. So, yeah, speak your story. Mm-hmm. Um, let people know what you want to accomplish. Talk to others. Let, let, allow others to be, hold you accountable and to encourage you in that. I don't know about you, but when you talk to somebody you care for and they encourage you in that, it's, um, it builds you up. It reminds you yeah. of what you should be doing, Definitely. right? Um, and so it reminds you of, of who you have next to you, reminds you of, of what you can accomplish together. Yeah. And we can't do this life alone. I think it's interesting to even go back to Timothy. It took Paul to go up to him and say, hey, Timothy, because of your grandmother and because of your mother, you they had this sincere faith. Sometimes we need people around us to remind us how good life is. We need to be able to encourage each other, iron sharpens iron, iron, to be able to say, you know what, maybe we don't believe these declarations, but we have people in our life that can say, like, I can, I, it's hard for me to say it, but they could probably say it to me. If I were to just even put a post out there and say, I am strong, people would probably be like, yes, you are, girl, fire emoji, everything. People would probably say that. But it's hard because when you say, I am confident, It's a little harder to say that because, oh, no, we don't want to be stuck up and we don't want to come across that way. But the thing is, there's some people that that we have to create people, a a tribe around us that can be able to speak those words into us. Because sometimes they're just, it's hard for us to believe those and have the confidence to go into that. But we need those people. Yeah, we need them. So what's your story going to be? When the story is told of COVID-19, what do you want to be told of you, right? Your story is going to follow your words. So begin to speak those things. Begin to talk to others about those things you need to, need to do. All right? Awesome. As we end our service, I, I pray you take that challenge. Uh, but I was always give an opportunity for those who are watching. Maybe you're tuned in and, and maybe you're new to church. Maybe you're new to this experience. Or maybe in the middle of this, you just felt, like you felt you've drifted away and you need some encouragement. Maybe you need a new start to your story. There's a scripture in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that Paul encouraged us and challenged us. He says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Right, The new creation has come. The old has gone and the new is here. So Paul is saying for those who put their faith in Christ, those who put their faith in God and begin to follow him, he lets us have a new start to this story. Some of you, your story up to this point is not very good and you need to change it. Some of you up to this point, it's all about you and you need to say, God, what is the story you want me to tell? How can I invite you into this, this journey to help me on it? See, being a Jesus follower, a Christian, it means that you allow Jesus out front. You follow his lead. It's what he invited the disciples. He says, come and follow me, right? And then I'll help you accomplish these purposes. Come and follow me. It's about following his lead. And uh, today, if you're there watching and you want to make that decision, I'll, I'll love to lead you in a prayer that just says, God, I invite you right now into my life. Would you come in? 
Help me have this new start. So that's you, you're watching. You're going to pray that prayer with me? Just say a prayer like this, simple like this. Just say, Father God, today I invite you into my life. Forgive me of my past, of my mistakes, of my sin. Today I ask you to come in and give me a new start. Thank you for sending Jesus to give us an example of how to live. Thank you for letting him die on that cross in my place and that he came to life again three days later so I don't have to fear death and the grave, but I could have new life and have that resurrection power in me. Come into my life. Lead me. I put my trust in you today. Write a new story through my life. Help me have a new start. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Awesome. If you pray that prayer, Scripture says that all of heaven celebrates when one person turns their life back to God and says, God, I can't do it on my own. I need help. Would you help me to start over? And the Bible says that he forgives us when we confess that we've wronged him, wronged others, that we come and say, God, help me start over. And he says he forgets all those that pass and he gives us a new start. So today, if you pray that prayer, do me a favor. On our, on our website, on our connection card, uh, would you take a moment? There's a, a box of checks saying, I made a decision today. And if you made that decision, I want to send you a follow-up email with a resource, a free gift that will help you on this journey just to say, I, w- I want to follow your lead. How do I do this? What are those next steps I need to take? So take a moment today to fill out that card and our connection card. Just go to our website, thegrovesantafe.com. Uh, there's a box of checks saying that says connection card under I'm new. And uh, we'd love to just send you resources and help you on this journey.